Welcome back to all you hopheads out there. You are listening to episode 26 of Double Hop Beat, a bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of the beer and the brewing scene. I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. This week we are going to be talking about the 2020 Winter Beer Dabbler and our other brewery experiences on our visit to Minnesota. Beer Dabbler. Now what in the world is Beer Dabbler? Well, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But first, yeah. our brewery experiences. So this was a awesome trip that we took. We've been to Minnesota once before, and we loved the craft beer scene mm-hmm. when we were there the first time a couple years ago, where we visited Surly Brewing, Summit Brewing, which is like more like the bigger breweries of the area around Minneapolis. Yeah. It was in Minneapolis mostly. And so we really didn't get to experience the St. Paul beer scene last time we were in town. Mm-hmm. So we got on the phone, hit up our friend Nick, who lives in Minnesota, and let him show us around town, see what's good in St. Paul. Yeah, so him and his wife took us to a couple of breweries during our stay in between the beer dabbler. So it was a very brew-heavy weekend for us. I literally got back to work that Monday, and I'm like, wow, my liver is still, like, popping out of my body. I had just so so much beer on that weekend that it was just insane. And I think you even were like, wow, I don't think I've had that much beer since college. Yeah, it was a lot. It was kind of overwhelming at times, but it was fun. We We had a good time with... Nick and his wife and a couple of their other friends there. Um, so I'm glad we went. It was it was fun. I'd do it again. His wife, Natasha. Yes, Tasha. Yeah, there you go. So the first place we went, um, we've arrived on Friday. So like almost immediately after getting off the plane, we were at a brewery. So we well, went. Well, we tr- first off, we in the airport at Logan, we had to have a beer before we got on the plane. That's just like a must. You're in Boston. Like, it's a must. And we went to... The Boston Beer Works, which usually is pretty well known for their beers around the the Boston area. And we were extremely disappointed. And honestly, if you had gotten off the plane and your first experience at Boston was the Boston Beer Works in the airport, you would have been highly disappointed. Not only did only two of their 10 taps work, it was lukewarm. And it was very disappointing. And they had no signs up saying like, you know, we only have one tap going right now. And of course, the choices were either a blueberry beer or, or a, stout. a stout, but the yeah. stout didn't even look like your typical stout. So, And I kept telling you, it's an airport. And my response to that was, yes, it's an airport. You should have all 10 taps running at all times because if you're a brand, that's like people's first impression. And then they're not going to go to your, your brewery okay. or your restaurant after the fact if they have a terrible experience just Usually, in the airport. if you're arriving, you don't stop to get drinks before you leave the airport. You want to get out of there. You want to get to where you're going. Well, this is more of like if you have a layover, like long layovers like we had when we were in Colorado. Like it's just something that enhances your experience. And sometimes people just get to experience that place just from the airport. So if like you yeah, have laid sure. over just in the airport, like you're not going to be able to go to, you know, downtown Boston and get get that craft beer, you're going to rely on whatever's in the airport. So yes, that's true. That's just something I wanted to mention that okay. I was just very disappointed. You were very, you've told like three people so far. So that just shows your level of disappointment. Yeah. Like yeah. I, was just, I was just shocked. And yeah, for any of you that happen to go there and had that same experience, like it's not always like that. So yeah. So on Friday when we arrived, we went to Blackstack Brewing in St. Paul. It was a pretty big space. It was a, what, 200 square feet or something uh, like that? 20,000 Sorry, 20,000. Yeah, 200. 
<laughs> 200 square feet. 200, very 200, tiny. Our giant 200 square foot brewery. <laughs> Sorry, 20,000 square feet. Yeah, that makes more sense. A lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, you're a little jet lag too, gaining an hour of time. Yeah. So. No, losing an hour. But oh, yeah, we lost an hour. Yeah, it felt later than it actually was. Uh, but it is in the American Can Building, which is from 1889. So it was really cool. It's like an industrial feel. It had a parking garage, which I was like, what is this? It was literally like the funniest thing, experience to get into this brewery because like the parking garage is kind of like under the building. Yeah. And then there was like a maze because it shares a space with this, um, I guess, a very popular place where people bring their kids in St. In St. Paul, where it's called the Can Can Wonderland, and it's like a mini golf place. Yeah, it's kind of like an amusement park inside. But it literally, to get into this place, it felt like you were walking through the backstage, like hallways of like SNL or something, where you just weave around the corners, and it's like just doors everywhere and stairwells, and you're like, all right, which way do I go? Yeah. So it was kind of a cool hype to like get into the brewery because our friend was just talking up the brewery the whole time. So we're like, all right, let's get in, let's get in. <laughs> I hope we're entering the right place. Like, we found it eventually. Oh, we found yeah. it. You walk in and it's just a giant space of just picnic tables and you get to see the nice long bar they had with all their um, fermenter tanks through like the window um, there. And they had just a wall, an entire wall of board games. Like you're yeah. like blown away by that. I, think I you brought were like, my measly little Uno and phase 10 and then I walked in and I was like, oh. You're like, oh shit. Like this is a lot of games. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and they had, it was a pretty cool vibe. It had a lot of tables, like seated tables where you can eat and things like that. But there was also um, along like the front window wall, they had a bunch of like vintage couches and coffee tables and armchairs. That was really cool with like plants. So it was almost like a living room type vibe. Like, but in a the, big space though. Yeah. So like, yeah. I think they were trying to make it feel like a little bit warmer, like of a space and not just a big industrial. house, yeah. Yeah. I liked that. We didn't get to sit at one of those because it was really busy when we got there, but we kindly shared a table with some other folks. Yeah. And what I, what I like about it, like, this is one of those examples of, like, at a brewery, everyone's friendly, and it's, you know, there was two people sitting at a, t- a large table, uh, but there was only space for, like, four people, so that was perfect for us. Mm-hmm. So we politely asked, like, oh, is anyone sitting here? And they're like, no, no, not at all. And they even, like, moved over a little bit to, like, give us more space, which I thought was, like, okay, is this a, just in Minnesota, or is this just, like... Minnesota nice. Yeah, Minnesota nice. <laughs> and that was really nice of them. But what I really liked about this brewery, too, is that it was launched in 2017, and it's family-owned and operated new. by the Johnson family. And they believe in quality brews and collaboration, so they had, like, coffee and mm-hmm. other stuff there. And if it's not a quality brew, they're not going to serve it, which I always think, like, if that's not in your mission somewhere for your brewery, then you shouldn't be a brewery. For sure. <laughs> I feel like it's a given. Yeah. But uh, some of the brews that I really enjoyed uh, while I was there was the local 755. And that was obviously the New England IPA with Azaka hops, Amarillo, and Citra. And it was 6.6%. And I always, like, when I travel and well, I guess when I go to any brewery, I always have to try the New England IPA just because there's so many New England IPAs out there now that I really want to find one that is different. So, like, I'm not getting the New England IPA because I'm expecting that same hazy, you know, mm-hmm. hot bomb of a New England IPA. I'm looking for that brewery that has something different. Like, Bay States in us, like, their New England style is very unique, and yeah. it's something that I look for when I go to breweries. So, on that same New England IPA, I also wanted to try 
their uh, micro dosing, which had Sabro, Mosaic, Strata, Azaka, Cashmere, and Idaho Seven hops. So, so those, many hops. Yeah. So those hops that like the Cashmere, I was really interested to see what that would do to the beer. And Sabro, like I haven't worked with Sabro, so I wasn't really sure like what flavor that would give to it but like that was one of my favorites uh out of those two because of those I, I think those hops really brought something unique to the beer and of course i had to try their dark lager or lager and i think i actually said i'll take the dark lager and they're like all right this kid's not from here can i see your id like clearly <laughs> clearly or it's like wow you you don't speak very well <laughs> but that was called spare parts and that was 5.1 percent and then you looked at the menu oh, and gosh. you had to try the parent trap. Yeah. So this is one of those beers where straight up the name like instantly for you was like a connection where you're like, oh, my God, the parent trap. Oh, my God. And yeah, you great. had to explain to Nick um, why it's called parent trap. Yeah, because it's peanut butter and Oreo. Which is from like the movie or something. right? Yeah. From the Lindsay Lohan parent trap. Man, that movie probably would have been so much better if they actually had like. The parent trap stout, like if they no, the it beer. would not have been because let me tell you, yeah, black tell sack you. was fun, but this peanut butter Oreo imperial stout, it was nine point one percent. We got a little taster. I took one sip and I was just like, nope. It was, I'm sure other Nick liked it. He yeah. was a fan. I it was very thick. It was like almost syrupy. Well, and see, it, that's where you get to like the nine, ten percent. Yeah, but I don't want to just be beers. drinking like concentrated malts. Like, I don't, I don't know. I you're also you not know, you're not used to drinking the, those high alcohol beers too. No, like I'm fine. It wasn't the alcohol content; it was the consistency and the taste. Okay, it was also very peanut butter forward. Well, it was get, with peanut butter. Cups, I know, so. but I didn't get a lot of like the chocolate that you're supposed to get with okay. it. Okay, so I don't know. Tasha and I both tasted it, and we were just like, mm, not for us. I try. I did try multiple sips. Like I took the first one and was like, yeah, immediately like mm-hmm. no, and then I did go back and was like, hey, let me just give it one more shot. And you did your due diligence. It, it, yeah. I give you credit. Was, I'm sure other people really enjoy it, and I love the name and the creativity, but it was not for me for sure. So then you switched it up and you went with the their white, white yeah. which was their wheat it's beer, just, yeah, with coriander and orange. So peel. predictable of me to have a. Well, I mean, I think, we, I, I think we are both kind of predictable at that brewery. I pretty much stuck to the IPAs. Yeah, true. Although the lager I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was Black Stack Brewery. And that's where we went on Friday. And then the next oh, day. Oh, well, wait, before oh, we go sorry. on to the next brewery. So out of nowhere, the 10 people walked in with huge afros, bell bottoms. Like dressed like they were going to a, a disco. A disco, yeah. And I turned to our friends and I was like, is this usually like the crowd that comes here or is this like a group coming in? And he's like, I assume it's a band coming in. And so we were all hyped up over there, putting disco balls everywhere, hanging streamers. And this place was packed. Like you couldn't find a seat in the house. And the second they came in and started standing on tables, setting streamers up, disco balls and everything, people started leaving like, like something happened where it was just like, mm-hmm. all right, I got to get out of here. And we're all like, uh, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm kind of curious. Like, are they going to sing? Is it going to be whatever? And it was like, they were supposed to start at 10. And then it's like 1030, almost 11 o'clock. And they had just set up like their MacBook and started mm-hmm. playing disco music on that. And I'm like, seriously, this is what this is about. Like, you're going to have like a DJ and like 10 other people like that are just dressed in like disco. Yeah. It was, a, it was 
a silent disco. It was, it was yeah, without the eggs. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't an actual silent disco. Just like it wasn't a disco at all. It was it was disappointing. But so. I was like, man, like this is like I don't know if they were good like after eleven o'clock because we left. But this is like one of those things. If you have a brewery, like you have to be conscious of the groups that you bring in, like musical groups or whatever you bring in. Yeah. Because, like, this place was so busy and it emptied out the second this ba- band started, like, hanging stuff and, like, basically disturbing people while they were trying to have a good time. Yeah. I'm sure it was good once we left. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll never know. But go continue. Sorry. Continue. So on Saturday, we went to Barrel Theory Beer Company, which is also in St. Paul. Uh, and that was founded by Brett Splinter. Timmy Johnson. What's all these Johnsons owning breweries? I guess it's a very common last name for Minnesota. Minnesota (laughs) Uh, And Todd, I probably cannot say his last name, but I'm going to give it a shot. Tibzer. Like Caesar, but Tibzer. I don't. Sorry, Todd. (laughs) Sorry, Todd. (laughs) And that was also founded in 2017. So it was a big year for for breweries in 2017 in St. Paul. Um, And Splinter and Johnson had also worked at Surly Brewing before they opened up Barrel Theory. Yeah, so I was really interested to get to this particular brewery because of how well-known Surly Brewing was in uh, Splinter and Johnson just really had a huge impact over there. So I really want to know what they were going to bring to a new brewery. Uh, and, well, we found out. But yeah. first, like, this is one of those breweries that their accolades are just ridiculous. I just want to highlight a few of them because I do think breweries work very hard and to be able to be recognized in all these different categories, I think, and by multiple different sources, I think is kind of outstanding and it kind of speaks to the testament of the brewers and basically everybody at that brewery and what it does. Uh, so they were named one of the hottest breweries in America by Thrillist, uh, Best New Brewers in the World in 2018 by Rate wow. Beer. Top-rated American IPAs by The Magic Man uh, for Beer Advocate. Best New Brewery in 2018 by USA Today. Best New Brewery 2017 by Growler Magazine. And that's just to name a few. And I just wanted to highlight, like, these are all top brewing magazines and um, credible sources where they were being recognized from, like, pretty much day one Mm -hmm. of when they were um, a new brewery. Yeah. So we tried a couple of different... Beers there, I was, again, predictable and stuck with the kettle sours. So pretty much, or actually all three beers that I tried were kettle sours. So so, so again, we, but that was, that was awesome, though, to see you, like, be able to have that amount of kettle sours. Like, yeah, that was, was very really rare to me. Like, and I guess, like, their name, like, Barrel, how, like, Barrel, like, you want, like, I kind of, like, thought, like, all right, good. Like, they're going to have a good amount of, like, eight, maybe oak-aged beers mm-hmm. or, or sours or what have you. So that was just one of those things that like, I really thought if you're a sour fan, like you definitely have to go to this brewery in St. Paul. Yeah. I liked it. I had, I had the love spell, uh, which had black currant, blackberries, raspberries, cherries, and lime. Uh, I had the blood orange, which was blood orange and sea salt. And then I also had the Midwestern exotic. And that was your favorite beer, right? The exotic. Um, yeah, I think between that and the blood orange, um, I only, so the blood orange, I had the full pour on, but then the love spell and the Midwestern, I only had the four ounce pours, um, cause I got the blood orange first and then I decided to try a couple others. Uh, but the Midwestern exotic was citrus, blood orange, tangerine, and peach. 
So, so could you, between, like, the two, could you really taste, like, the tangerine and peach compared to, like, just, like, the blood orange? Like, yeah. could it it really enhance the flavor or what, what did I mean, it I do, think do in, to the flavor? In the Midwestern exotic, I t- tasted the peach a little bit more than the tangerine. But I think it just gave it an actual, an extra level or layer of, like, the mouthfeel and stuff like that. I really like yeah. their raindrops, which was really good. Their hazy IPA with citra and mosaic. Seven and a half percent. And this one I just had to get because I'm such a big Happy Gilmore fan. They had a beer called Shooter McGavin. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> so like I literally like I'm like, Shooter McGavin and they're like, Yeah, like like the bartenders were so like enthused, like they must Good get job. that a lot. That and it also I mean it also had a golf ball on like a T like next to it as oh, like the symbol. Yeah, did not get for that. For those people that like Whoops. might not associate it. Yeah, like me. <laughs> uh, but that was a hazy double IPA with citra hops, and that was 8.2%. That one was, like, a great beer to just kind of, like, sip on and, like, just enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. it was just awesome. Yeah, overall, Barrel Theory was great. I think we got to try a lot of different things. Um, it was smaller, obviously, because it's kind of in more of a commercial or a business area of the city so it's not in a big warehouse it's next to a restaurant very Um, like kind of like almost upscale like but like a really cool like industrial feel like Mm -hmm. when you're sitting in there and like i really love this brewery too because it did exactly what you i think of on a brewery like a community setting Mm -hmm. like um our friend's mom joined us and his sister um his roommate and like some other people and his brother brother, and so like it was it seemed like that a lot of people were meeting there and like having those like fun interactions like it was one of those things and right next door was dark horse eatery and bar uh, Mm -hmm. where we ended up getting food from which is great because it's literally right next door and they would just call you when your food was ready and they specialized in different whiskeys and they had a pretty big tap list too and like that place was cool like that picture of like their back bar was like Mm -hmm. probably one of the like most gorgeous back bars i've seen yeah i think we would have ended up actually eating physically there but when we showed up it was was about an hour away so we decided to just order takeout and go sit next door and then eat when it was ready so that was a nice option to have yeah but if you're looking for craft whiskeys and experimenting with different brews you could that's a great place to go because then you could try a lot and especially whiskeys like there's not many whiskey bars out there anymore so if you're in saint paul definitely check them out as well it was fun. So lastly, uh, on Sunday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, we went to Lift Bridge Brewing in Stillwater, Minnesota. And at this point, our livers were literally popping out of our we, bodies. We were all just so tired, too. We were just kind of like, we just want to, like, chill. Like. Well, it was one of those things, too, where, it, so uh, Nick was my college roommate in college. Did I say college roommate and then co- yeah, in college? Yeah, you just said you used wow. a college roommate in college. Yeah, no, wow. Really? Still drunk. Was wow. it elementary school? Yeah, wow. What are you? That's, that's my voice. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Want some, IP- want some IPAs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so he had like a fridge in his garage just filled with craft beers, all like local craft beers, kind of like equivalent of like what I have at our house. Yeah, I was going to say it's not. That unsurprising. And so he was just so passionate and excited to like show me like pretty much every single craft beer in the area that we ended up like staying up till like three in the morning, just cracking. Like sh- yeah. I was like, all right, we can't each have a beer. Like let's just split one because you're showing me like all these beers. Yeah, but like, then when you have multiple ones, it's basically a full beer and more. <laughs> it's better than having the full. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Um. So that was really cool that I got to 
try like a lot of the ones that we, we didn't get a chance to go to. Yeah. So then we went to Lift Bridge with them in Stillwater. Uh, and that's actually Nick's hometown. So he wanted to show us around and have a good time. So we Stillwater was going to be the capital of it was, It's the Minnesota. first town in Minnesota. Okay. And St. Paul. It's the birthplace of Saint Minnesota. St. Paul won out on being the capital of Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Good job. Good. You Geography. Yes. <laughs> so uh, what we liked about Liftbridge was that they were founded in 2008 by homebrewers, uh, Brad, Dan, and Trevor, and Jim. And this is just one of those things where it's like you're homebrewers, and then you get to a point where you sell a keg, and then you go scale up, and then they're able to share their beers on a bigger scale. Yeah. And they also had sodas that they make themselves. That was really cool. Yeah, so I think I haven't seen that many options mm-hmm. of craft sodas that they make in-house. Yeah, and they started anywhere. doing that in 2014. They were the first brewery in Minnesota to have uh, non-alcoholic craft root beer. So I thought that was really cool to see. And they like had some really cool like sodas. Like I wish if we had more time, like I would have taken some sodas and really yeah. dabbed into it. But they had a mini donut cream soda and a black cherry soda. Mm-hmm. I love black cherry sodas. And I love too, like they even like made it a point to make the cans like craft. Like there was like a, you know, like your image and like, it was just really cool. Like the artwork and everything yep. on the cans. It wasn't just like, here's your average soda can. Like it actually would make someone feel the exact same experience as somebody yeah. that was ordering a beer. Yeah. They also have um, hard seltzers as well. So last year they introduced that to their roster. Yeah, and this this was really like a small tap room country feel with like the picnic tables and help yourself popcorn machine. And it's really fun because before this trip, I was like, you know, like what happened to those like help yourself popcorn machines? You were really sitting around thinking about that? I was because when we were in Killington, the Killington (laughs) Beer Company had one of those like the help yourself popcorn. And I'm like, is this coming back? Like, Like when I saw it here, I was like, is this a thing now? Like... I mean, like, I was like, all right, like, you know, people sticking their hands into, like, the popcorn and all that. But Yeah. Some concerns, <laughs> health safety-wise. Health safety, yeah. Uh, but so some of their flagship beers that were I really enjoyed was the Farm Girl Ciazon. And they had, this had Belgian Pilsner Malt, Gouldings, Pearl, and Spalt Hops. And it was a 5.5%. And I also thought it was really cool, like, the, the name behind this beer and the artwork was created for the wife of the co-founder and the name was inspired by her childhood on the farm. So that was kind of cool to That's a nice be a touch. part of, be a part of it. Yeah. Um, the hop dish IPA was also their, one of their flagships and it had seven American hop varieties in it. And it had a, like a strong citrus and pine aroma, which I like. I always like those pine aromas more than the I citrus. I knew you were going to say that. I like my nice piney it's, IPAs. It's piney IPA. Piney IPA. So now, so now my voice sounds like a piney <laughs> IPA versus yeah. oh, a piney IPA, man. Yep. 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 And, but my favorite beer that I had there was the 93X Half-Assed IPA, and that was a session um, IPA at 4.5%. Yeah, it was a good place just to go quiet Sunday afternoon, kind of relax after yeah. a busy weekend, um, have a last afternoon with our friends before we had to wake up at 3 a.m. to get to the airport, so... It was good. But now onto the main reason we went to Minnesota. 
Not Woo! to see Nick. Not <laughs> to see Nick. No. College roommate. Old college roommate. Just yeah, to go no. Nick, to... Nick and Natasha. No, you guys, you guys are just like, you know. Yeah. You we know. only went to go to the 2020. In his, in his buddy, Matt. We can't forget Matt. Oh, yeah, Matt. But we were there for the beer dabbler. Let's be honest. The beer dabbler is a world-renowned festival. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the 11th annual. Yes. It and was. it was so well organized. I have to give the organizers credit on something this massive of a scale. Um, it's on the Minnesota Fa- State Fairgrounds, which is just a huge, yeah. huge area. Which I liked because we've never, when we were there last time, we didn't make it that way. And it was just cool because I know the Minnesota State Fair is a world class, you know, everyone knows the Minnesota State Fair. So it was really cool to see where it's held and they're, Nick, Natasha, and Matt were all pointing out the different, you know, buildings for when the state fair is going on. They have like a gondola you can ride across. A lot so of concerts really, yeah, happen. It was there. really cool to see just the fr- the grounds in general. And when we say massive, there were over a hundred and eighty breweries yes. and cideries. There were so many. A <laughs> hundred and eighty, like that was mind blowing. All in one place, tents lined up for. I don't know. How, I want. I don't want to say miles. No, it wasn't miles. <laughs> it felt like miles with all the people that there was thousands was and thousands of people. But yeah. it was it was very well organized. Um, it was fifty dollars per person, including all the beer, and it lasted for three and a half hours. And yeah, and you could pay. So that was just like your regular general admission. But if you wanted to get there an hour earlier um, and beat all the crowds, you could pay. It was only $70 for VIP access. So you can get there. VIP. Yeah, so instead of getting there at 3, you can get there at 2. And you could go to taste everything. And I feel like if we had to do it again, I probably would have gotten that. Originally, we were like, oh, we don't need that. It's fine. Yeah. When we got there, you could see the amount of people that got VIP and like the 500,000 other people who are waiting for the general admission. Like there yep. was maybe a couple hundred people in the VIP area when we got there. So I was like, it would probably would have been worth it to get it, but we still had fun nonetheless. And so to kind of describe it, you walked through the set of line, like the, the gated area. Um, you would get your tasting glass, which was just a five ounce taster, which was nice. Cause you get to keep the mm-hmm. tasting glass and yeah, so the beer branded, dabbler. Yeah. Um, and you go through the line, and then it's kind of like, have at it. Like, yeah, it's like do what you all. want. Yeah, free for all. And it's just like trying to navigate which brewery to go to. And it kind of, we just were like, all right, where do we start? Like, how do we start this? And then we thought of the strategy of starting from the back and moving forward because most people just started getting in line, like, right when you got in through the entrance tent. So we kind of strategized, like, we're going to go from the back because there's a lot of breweries that we wanted to hit, like, kind of in the back. Yeah, and one of the things that we got and brought for them, for Nick and Natasha as well, is we got the lanyards with this little rubber ring on it so you could put your tasting glass in the lanyard, and then it was hands-free. So if you're trying to like, take pictures or text someone or just kind of hang out, you'd have to hold your glass the whole time, which was really nice. Yeah, it really did work well. I was kind of yeah. like, all right, this is one of those like novelty things that you're not actually going to use and it's just going to be useless kind of a thing. But this was actually like a great – like tool to have like yeah. just not having to hold like your empty like i would recommend it if you're going yeah absolutely they have a couple other ones not just the winter one but if you're going i would recommend getting one um i was kind of a little bit nervous at first how the beer would like sit in it so it kind of when you put it in and you let it fall like it has a little bit of a tilt to it so i was a little nervous like oh my beer is just gonna be like slopping all over the place slopping but it was actually worked out pretty well it was it was sturdier than i thought Anticipated. it was going to be so that was nice and I think one of the 
best things about this was I kind of thought that, all right, there's going to be this many breweries, but they'll probably only bring like their flag, like one or two yeah, like beers or two each, kegs. like their flagship. <laughs> no, like not kegs. Yeah, I, like, know, I mean, they, yeah. you wouldn't want to run out of beer. That would be like <laughs> so embarrassing. Like two kegs. You, you would be like festival. the one tent that doesn't have anybody. It'd be like, wow, you suck. Yeah. Like you don't bring like one keg. No, they must. I can't imagine how many. Like it seemed like they brought cans instead of kegs. Yeah, so a lot of people brought cans. Oh, Some had kegs. I feel like it was like 50-50. Majority had kegs, but there was a good amount that brought cans too. Right. Yeah. And they had like some of them had like five choices and I was just like, "Wow." Yeah, it was really surprising. But like most of them had like 3 to 4 options. And I thought one of the things that was smart that I saw um, a couple of different places doing is that they had certain beers that were not going to be open until like 4:30. So they like people could come at the beginning, but then like to get you to come back to their tent, you came back when they had like the release of like a 4:30 or 5 o'clock yeah. beer. So thought that was smart if they want people to, you know, keep coming to try their stuff. And we definitely could tell like as the event went on like their top like top selling or like their limited yeah, release out. would be out and they'd yeah. be, be like you'd ha- have to pick something else, but it did, definitely didn't hinder it at all. Like no. I think it was just like if you were looking for one particular style beer. Yeah. Um so one of the things they had that was really cool was like an app, a free app that yeah. went along with the event which we highly recommend using if yeah, you were awesome. going. It was awesome. It has like a map. It has everything that um, you would need. It has a to-do list. So you can it basically list all the breweries and all the beers that are going to be there. So yeah, you can like mark it. Yeah, like had it by category. So it was like breweries, beers, and then I think it was like tents yep. or something like that. And so Shannon took the approach of using the to-do list to mark like the specific style beers or the specific yeah, the beers, beers that, that you to wanted try. to try. And I took the approach of I'm going to mark the to-do list with the ones that I actually have during the event. That way I can keep tabs of which breweries I hit and uh, what beers I had. And it also yeah. had like a star thing so you could rate it from one to five stars. My only suggestion would be like to allow like the half stars like because like some yeah. people would like if they're between like a three like a four and a five like you know like the four and a half. I don't know. I think it. Yeah, it'd be good to I'm not one into like rating beers either. So it was kind of like but the purpose of rating it was at the end of the event, um, the brewery with the highest rated well, you can beer. Also vote. Yeah, so yeah you it was, had that. a voting um, element on it mm-hmm. that you could vote. And then at the end of the event, they would ha- crown the top brewery and they also crown crowned the what was it? The, the American uh, brewery. American Brewery Warrior Challenge. So if you watched our live videos, and thank you guys for tuning in on that. Uh, we did highlight. As we got cut in line. As we got, yeah, as we got cut in line. No, Some no guy worries. was like, well, you were making a commercial. And I was, was like, like, yeah, oh, whatever. whatever. Um, but one of those events was they had the forklift and they had to back up the kegs, put them in an area, run the bags of malt over, and, yeah. and then, you know, do and all that. the um, burlap sack. The burlap sack, sack race. race. Then you had to throw a keg. Then they had to chug a ham's beer. Yeah. And, and then crush it. Crush and then it. That was it. Uh, so that was a lot of good fun there. And so those yeah. br- like brewers really took took it in stride and really had a good time themselves. Yeah. Like overall, even like the people like the brew tenders and like the people who worked for the the breweries like had such a blast serving like the beer that they love. Like I thought like just be like, here you go. Here like be like, all right, like I have to work this thing. Like, but no, they were no, all fun. so passionate about it, which yeah. I loved. Like I'm like, this is great. Like this means like fully invested, great brand ambassadors. Like they had stickers that you could take and it was just like yeah, an all in swag. like, 
you could tell like they looked forward to this event as much as we did, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. One thing that I just want to go back to the app real quick, because I think this is very helpful if you're going to make a to-do list, um, is that when you added a beer to your to-do list, it would put a little pin on the map. So you could see like, oh, three of the breweries I want to try are all in this one stretch. Like, let's head over there. Okay, then this one's off by itself. So maybe I'll go to that one last. So you can kind of plan your attack based on which ones you wanted to try and where they're located. So I thought that was really cool. It was funny because I heard someone in line when like you guys started going to other tents, we started like kind of like the group started to break up by like one or two tents apart. And someone like in front of a, in front of me was like, man, where'd my friend go? Like, what the heck? Like he was supposed to be here like five minutes ago. He's going to miss out on this top beer. I wish this app would have like a find friends and someone in the else was in line was like, it's actually that's a iPhone. great idea. <laughs> And yeah, someone, no, someone literally, someone literally was like, uh, it's called an iPhone, pal. Like, like just share your location with your friend. You can see each other. Yeah. But he was like, well, they you don't know where they are. They're obviously here on the fairgrounds. Like, you know, like that wasn't like which tent someone was at. Yeah, so like yeah. it could have been like something in an app. I don't know how they would do it, but that would be kind of cool if you like your friends could all go on so you could see which tent your yeah. friend was at. That would be cool. One of the things that someone else had suggested they put in the app as well when they list the beers is marking which ones are beer dabbler exclusive beers. Yeah. So if they're only making it to bring to the festival that you know, so you can try it. So you know it's not one that you can go to the brewery and get yourself or buy somewhere. So you want to make sure you're you're getting that one. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think that's a great think, a great suggestion. Yeah, the, the Beer Dabbler did respond that they're like, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe next year we'll try to incorporate that in the app. I've never made an app, so I don't know how hard it is to do it. So You made appetizers, but not an app. I do make appetizers, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's other things to do besides <laughs> drink beer. Speaking of appetizers, <laughs> well, people did uh, make necklaces. Oh, yeah. Of um, snack necklaces. Ne- necklaces. Yeah. And we were going to do it, and I was so like, enthralled to do it, and then it just never happened. Probably because yeah. we were just so busy doing everything else. She was eating chicken from yeah. Raising Cane's. Yeah, I had to get some chicken. Uh, yeah, so those are pretty cool. We saw a lot of people with just the standard, you know, pretzels. But then there were some people who went all out. There was like... String cheese. String cheese, cheese mix, beef jerky. I saw one girl that had the mini cereal boxes, like the camping oh, yeah. travel cereal boxes, just like hanging from her neck. Um I feel like I saw someone with like cotton candy. It was... There was a lot. They got of, really elaborate. Yeah. Like, Yeah. I mean, it's a good idea because, unfortunately, it was so muddy that the original positioning for the food trucks that they have at the event, they couldn't put them because it was, like, mud pits. So they had to relocate them kind of, like, around the corner. So we never made it over there, unfortunately. Um, so I think it would have been a good idea to have a snack list. Not that we didn't eat enough when we, before we went. Yeah. But, um, it it would have been, been a nice, yeah, a nice, nice ad. Thing to have. Yeah. But it was just such a cool vibe, and it was just one of those community things where everyone was so friendly. Like, I thought, all right, this many people, there's going to be some people that are going to get, like, out of control. But, like, the St. Paul PD did, like, a really good job of yeah. crowd control, and if they saw someone that was getting out of control, they were immediately removed so that, like, it wasn't, like, a hindrance on everyone else's experience. Like, everyone was just having a good time. And they had snowmobile tricks. That was so awesome. Like, Yeah, Natasha screamed because she didn't know it was happening. And all of a sudden, saw a man flying in the air on a snowmobile. And I was like, it's just a trick. Yeah, so we posted the video of that, too. And it was just crazy because they were getting so close to each other that, Mm -hmm. like, if, God forbid, something happened, like, that would be it. Like, I'm just amazed at how many stunts they were doing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was I was skeptical because the it was so short, like the space that they had to do it for the jump and then the landing. I was like, how are they possibly not going to run someone over? But there's a fence and everything, and it was really cool to watch. Uh, but James got to 
go in a high air balloon basket. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, that wow. Like was so excited. I I, I went to the restroom, I, and then she I comes thought, out. I thought and, everyone was with me in the bath, like not in the bathroom, but on the way to the bathroom. And so I come out of the bathroom. I'm like, where did everyone go? So I'm texting James. <laughs> I, he's not texting me back. I'm like, what is going uh, on? So I just start walking around, and also I look over, and James is in a hot all, air balloon all our basket. Friend, all our friends are just are like circling around this hot air balloon basket, yeah, and I'm and, inside it, just like. Going full you could, bore like, pull on the, the pull handles tabs, yeah. to put the like to make the flames to make the, the flames, flames go like crazy. Usually used to inflate a high air balloon, so there was no balloon on it. It was just the basket. So I look over and James is like, "Ha!" Like pulling on the things. And I'm yeah, like, I think you guys saw the video of that. And I walked over. I'm like, "Well, now I know why you weren't texting me back. Like when I was lost." It's Thank just you. such a cool thing that I've we've been in a hot air balloon before, but we weren't allowed to kind of like play with the controls, obviously. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, thank, <laughs> the way yeah, that thank you God. Were using but, them, we would like, have been so like, like up in the space. But like I was just like barely doing it and she's like, No, go go full go full full bore on it and I'm just like, Okay and I just like put the little paddles all the way to the bottom and boy could you feel the heat from that. Like I probably singed a few hairs in that. Yeah, definitely. It was crazy. It was, very it was so much I mean, fun. I, didn't I loved it. Hate it. But it was just funny. I like walked over. I was like, what is going on? But I'm like, this is one of those things that I would never think would be like, all right, I this is gonna be like a highlight of like the thing. It was just like people love that so much. And I'm like, all right. And it was ha- free. It was free. So, that, I just thought for sure like you'd have to pay to like do something Boston, like that. Like in Boston, you have to pay for everything oh, yeah, is extra. Absolutely. So I said to him, I was like, did you pay for that? And he was like, no, it's free. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, they also had sn- snow sculptures. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, they had a beer dabbler snow sculpture. We took a picture in front of that. They also had kayak races, so you could. That was you so friends, funny. So oh, my God. could get in the kayak, or you can get in the kayak. And then the other person wears, like, a harness around their chest. It's like pulling a plow. Yeah. Like, in, like when they used to plow the fields by hand, like, with the plow on a string. Um, and so you literally put the harness on, and then you run across snow with the kayak attached to this long rope, and you pull your friend behind you in the kayak and it's and you race the other person yeah we really wanted to do it and while you guys ladies were in the the restrooms uh we waited in line for it and it was just like the line was not moving at all so we're like yeah it was a process to get in and out so like that's like one of the things where like that three and a half hours like didn't give enough time like if it was like you kind of had to choose yeah. whether you wanted to like try the beer or do, take part in some of the activities it made sense the length of time absolutely because you obviously don't want people drinking right. for six hours straight but at the same time, we were so rushed to go because there's so many options. We wanted to try a lot of things and get like our money's worth that we were just hopping, like line hopping for pretty much three quarters of the time. So looking at the activities and participating in them, I wish there was more time to do that stuff. I mean, for me, it wasn't like get the money's worth because, you well, know, just I mean, the experience what, like, in itself know. was like w- totally worth it. You don't want to have two beers. But I want to try, like, oh. so, like I had a list of breweries that I needed to hit that are like, essential minnesota beers that i can never get on this on the east coast so i really want to try as many as possible yeah but we, that's what i'm saying like we wanted to try a good amount so it was like you had to like get a beer and then go in line for your next one so then by the time you're done with that yeah. sampler you can get your next i was beer. also impressed with so. i thought they would just like give maybe like ha- like half of the five ounce like no they were filling up the five ounce tasters the i got full like way. three quarters which was fine that's Oh, good maybe they they did that for you. They were f- filling it up for me. I don't know. You and Tasha got all the good stuff. Yeah, we know. did. <laughs> she was skipping the bathroom lines and all that. So I don't know. And oh my um, god, that was so funny. The two girls that she knew ended up knowing, but you had oh, Shannon, so Shannon pulled line. the classic budging. So the yeah, budging. They call it I was like, in Minnesota. Like, oh, that man's budging. Oh my like, god, I was dying laughing. Mean? So we Shannon and I were in line for this one brewery, and then 
she saw a brewery that she wanted to go to, like kind of like a cross, like kind of like across the way, but still close, close by, maybe like right, maybe like thirty right feet from the line, yeah. And she's like, "Oh man, like I really want to try that beer. Like, I'm gonna go try that beer." I'm like, "Okay." So she book you book it to that other one because it had like no line. Oh oh oh! When we were waiting for um, okay, this I'm thinking of a different story. Yeah. And then, so you go to that, you finish that beer by the time I'm almost at the, like, front of the line. And the girl, like, you just came right back, and the girls were just, uh, like, the guy was like, hey. Oh, yeah, no. So I was, you went to go do something else, and I was in line by myself. Yeah. And there was a, a tent, like, to the left of the line that I was in. And so the girls behind me had taken turns to, like, go there and get a sample and then come back in line. And so then I was like, well, I kind of want to do that, too, but I don't have anybody to save my spot. So I would turn to the girls behind me. I was like, oh, do you just mind if I... I do this. I just pop over and then come back. And they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. So then I, like, do that. And I come back in line. And the guy behind them was like, hey, she's cutting. And the girls no, were he like. he said, hey, she's budging. Oh, yeah. And the girls were just like, um, she's with us. And I was like, yeah. And then our friend actually knew that. Knew and I'm girls. like, oh, my God. Those girls are so cool. Because then I came into the line, too. Like, they're like, here, jo- join us. Like, yeah, whatever. So and it was just so was cool. really nice. And it was funny that Tasha ended up knowing a bunch of people there. It was like, right don't be that guy and girl. Yep, we were that guy and girl. We did it. No, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Um, but the other funny thing that we saw was the silent disco uh, because if so, you don't know what a silent disco yeah. is, you literally get put headphones on and the music is only in the headphones. So like when you're like outside of the tent or outside the disco, there's no music. It's silent. And so people are literally dancing to the music that are in their headsets, but you don't know what the music is. So you just see people like just randomly dancing in like the weirdest ways and stuff like that. So it's just funny to look over and see like a, at least like, I don't know, 40, 50 people like just waving their hands in the air and like, but there was no music around them. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Uh, they like a lot of people even had like some really interesting getups that they were wearing. Yeah. Like, there's there was, uh, like someone that looked like they were from the eighties and a couple yeah. was wearing like eighties jumpers. Mm-hmm. There was, um, a guy wearing like literally like a full animal on oh his God, head yeah. and oh well he budged big time oh yeah they were he, all budging he just went front <laughs> like he didn't even talk to anybody he just cut like cut the entire line of like 50 well, people and literally just got like the the guy in front of me is like yep well i wouldn't mess with him so yeah he can go right ahead yeah, like, the lady was like i'm not gonna mess with a man with an animal on his head yeah dead animal and I was like, yep head. i'm all set um, but overall, it was a good time. We tried a, a decent amount. I have um, some of the ones that I tried, and I um, gave mostly three and four stars. So I tried the Blueberry Cobbler Ale from Dangerous Man Brewing, and I gave that three stars. Um, the first one I got for the whole day was Loki's Daughter um, from, from Shakopee Brew Hall. Also three stars. That was a Munich how do you say hell is it hell, hell's hell, hell's lager yeah munich hell's lager i gave that one a four stars oh, i, I, I gave that, that a three good. i feel like i was a little bit more conservative with my stars shannon like i look at like your ratings and i'm like wow shan you are tough i gave, as I hell gave a couple of that. them too i was like, like wow <laughs> like i felt so bad when i gave one beer to it and i changed it to a three because no. i was like You're i can't see it I, I, well, I, I don't know they probably they might it's anonymous it might be a metric like untapped i don't care if i don't like it i'm not gonna yeah. Right at three stars. Anyways, um, I also had five weight from Lakes and Legends Brewing. Uh, and then I had to try. Oh, so this is where I went when I was. I thought you were talking about. I went to Finnegan's, which we featured yep. on our Beer for Good episode. episode. Um, and so I went. I think you were waiting for 
one other brewery. But, but no, I, I went. I went with you. On yeah, that you one. ended up joining me, but I left yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, so I got their Brim Reaper IPA, and I gave that three stars. It was it was good. I mean, I'm not an IPA person, but that's probably why I gave it a three stars. Um, but I feel like I had to go over there and support them just because we. Yeah, and I them. went with their uh, Tree Bender IPA, mm-hmm. and I had a good conversation going with the uh, guy from Finnegan's and just about how their mission and like how we love that, and we mentioned it on the yeah. show. And they really, like, appreciated that. And they said, like, you're, like, the first person who actually mentioned, like, our community efforts. Like, and yeah, so he, he like, gave me, like, a, almost like a refill, too. For oh, what? Yeah. Because he's, like, no. I was no, not part he, of any of these he, refill things. He's, like, nobody talks about the community aspects of a brewery. He's, like, thank you for highlighting that. Like, we appreciate it. Well, I should have said something, too, but. Yeah. Anyways. But, yeah. So that was good. Um, I also got the Fashion Mullet from Lupine Brewing. And that was three stars as well. And that was an American IPA. And then I gave three beers four stars. That was my highest rating. I didn't give any fives. You didn't give any fives? No. Wow. I only gave fours. Wow. So the first one that I gave four to was the Gumball Head from Three Floyds Brewing. And that was the American Pale Ale Wheat Beer. And I thought, I I mean, I feel like if I was going to give, I feel like all of these I could have given five stars maybe. I think I was being a little conservative. Wait, so you gave a three, but you could have given it a five? No, I gave it a four. Oh, okay. I was going to say that's quite the joke. No, I gave th- these next three beers four stars. Oh, The okay. Gumball Head from Three Floyds. Party Forward Mango from Fair State Brewing, the co-op. Um, and that's a New England-style IPA with mango in it. And then the Tropical Milkshake IPA from Omni Brewing Company, which is Nick's favorite beer or brewing company. Yeah. Um, and I also give that one four stars. So those three, Gumball Head, Party Forward Mango, and the Tropical Milkshake IPA were my highest rated beers. Of that the milkshake day. IPA was great from yeah. Omni. Uh, the beer that I really liked from Omni was the, um, I'm trying to remember whether it was the, it was definitely an IPA. I know that for sure. Uh Let's see here. Well, I'll come back to it. Uh, my favorite, I had three three beers that entered the top three five-star, and I was so ecstatic for these five stars. Oh, here yeah, we go. Did? Of course, Omni Brewing. They're fad. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. I knew oh, I my God. Be. This was probably one of the best IPAs I've ever had in my entire life. Um, so... Top tier favorite of mine at the event. Five stars. Easy, easy cleared five stars. Um, the next five star beer that I rated was the Dream Yard by Modest Brewing. Mm-hmm. And that was probably almost tied with the fad um, for the IPAs. And then. You gave a lot of fives. I'm looking at your list. You have a lot of fives on there. You're I've, very generous. I've th- I had three. Uh, three you've fives. got one, two, three. Three. Okay, I can't write. Because can't the surprising one for <laughs> no, me. You have four. Okay, the the surprising five for me was the Sarah Jean's Maple Stick Stout from Indeed Brewing. I love Indeed Brewing. Uh, Sarah Jean's Maple Stick Stout. It was a ten percent beer collaboration with Sarah Jean's Bakery, and so they wanted to capture the maple stick in a pastry stout form. Boy, was that good! Wow, like that beer kind Boy. of knocked my socks off, or knocked my LL Bean boots off. Uh, because it was just such a classic, like great example of adding maple to a stout and just the flavor mm-hmm. that it added. And I'm not a big maple fan by any means. I'm not a breakfast fan Is that at the all. one that Matt had? Yes. Okay, then I did try that one too. And like you said, like it's a very thick beer. It's It dense. was not as it's thick dense. as the peanut butter Oreo. Well, yeah, but it's I still dense. I actually like this one. Dense. Okay. But 
I was just blown away by it. And especially like at that point, uh, we were kind of just chatting amongst ourselves, like with our friends and everything. And so we were just kind of milking the beer that we had. And this was like the perfect opportunity for this beer. Um, just very sippable and delicious. Continuing with my list, the Retro Ski Suit New England IPA from Junkyard Brewing was four stars. The Alpha King Pale Ale from Three Floyds Brewing, which is... Okay, so we both gave a Three Floyds. Yeah, oh yeah. Four stars. Four stars. Yeah. Uh, really good. You uh, gave a lot of four stars, too. The Black Beauty like. Porter from Deschutes Brewing, like another top-tier brewery that if you're in Minnesota, check mm-hmm. them out. Uh, the Cold Winds Winter as Puck IPA from Bent Paddle. I like them as well. Three stars. The George Hunter Stout from Castle Danger Brewing was so close to being a four. Oh, I think Castle Danger is where you were waiting when I left. Yeah, because I really stout. wanted this yeah. stout. Um, it got rave. Everyone was talking about it, just like to, to their friends in the crowd. So I really wanted to check them out. And that line, they almost ran out of the st- that stout as well when I got there. But you got it. But I got it. The Hazy Shades New England IPA from Inbound Brewing Company was really good. The Hudson Hayes from Hot Barrel Brewing was my least favorite of the ones I had, mm. um, which it was kind of think... it was kind of disappointing. I think something they yeah. do with the hops on that one just kind of like had more of like a grind to it. Like it was just like you could almost like I don't know what it was, but it was just like an off-putting flavor that you got like at like an aftertaste from the hops that they used. Um, it also could yeah. have been like the thing that was tough. Like some breweries really cared about like. Like almost cleaning your taster before you go to the next one yeah. because if you had the maple stout and then you go to like the IPA and there's still that yeah, maple in it, it's gonna, it's gonna tarnish the quality, the taste of the beer. Yeah, I mean, one of the two stars I gave was also Hop and Barrel, and it wasn't that beer, so. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I went to 35, so I'm not gonna go through. Yeah, please don't the whole list. But Ballman Brewing was also a standout. Lakes and Legends standout, and Topland Goliath was also another. Um, Great beer. And Topline Goliath is one of my favorite breweries as well. And that Sun Reaper was just awesome. That was the other five star that you yes, mentioned. Yeah, that was the, the one that I saw in there. But yeah, we had tried many beers. Uh, the winter warmers were great. So like the trends I saw was um, a majority was IPAs, mm-hmm. followed by stouts, porters, a couple winter lo- lagers, a um, couple winter warmers, a f- very few kettles, kettle sours. Yeah, there's, I mean... And there were a, co- a good amount of, like, fruit beers, too, but, and that's mostly what my to-do list was made up of, but eventually I kind of just gave up on the list because it was so, like, narrow. It was, just hard, it was to, just like, hard to find, like, Yeah, and it was hard apart. to, like, plan, like, where everyone, I didn't want to be by myself because, yeah. A, that's not a great idea to have a woman by themselves in the middle of a beer festival. Or a man by themselves. Or, man, or anybody festival. by themselves. It's so I, idea. yeah, it was like, I don't want to split off from everybody. Um, and then it was just kind of so overwhelming. And then there was other things that I was like, oh, that sounds good too, um, that I wanted to try. So I tended to stay with everyone. So I only got to two on my to-do list. Out <laughs> a year, how many on your to-do? Uh, I mean, I think there's only like 15 on there, but yeah, I mean, I did try a good amount that wasn't that I ended up liking. But I kind of wish I had gotten. There was like a cranberry one that I really wanted to try. Uh, there were a couple other citrus. There was the Alaskan one that had. I think I wanted apricot. to try that. Yeah, I wanted to try that one too. So we didn't but get we didn't get there, that one. But, um, I think overall it was a great event. It was fun. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest things at the end, we were leaving, and this dad was totally capitalizing on like all of the people who maybe had a few too many uh, drinks. 
throughout the day because he had his daughter with her Girl Scout cookies that you could buy Girl Scout cookies. This poor girl, like probably like five years old, bundled up, all bundled up, just sitting there, kind of just like that kid that's just got the heavy clothes on where they can't even move. And she's just like staring up at space. And like, I'm like, really, you're going to subject your daughter to like all these drunk people coming out of this event yeah. like people were just i mean they probably dogs. sold a lot of cookies, oh yeah but. i mean business wise like brilliant but like yeah. the poor little girl she was freezing like it wasn't that cold but yeah, she was all bundled 30s. up and you yeah. could tell she was just like all right dad just let's let's go home yeah um and getting in and out of the event wasn't too bad either we took an uber or a lyft each yep. way and going there i didn't expect it to be horrible which it wasn't Coming out, I expected, I expected it to be a, to lot, be a lot crazier, yeah. and it wasn't at all, which was very surprising. Um, obviously, it was expensive because of the surcharges, but the crowding and being able to find a ride wasn't terrible, so that was nice. They also had a live band um, yeah, there as well. Music. That was pretty good. They did a lot of like, Beatle covers and just like some rock and everything, so that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, so overall, I think it was successful. Um, I'd probably go back, maybe not to the winter one, maybe do a summer one because I do have two others. They've got one. Um, in June, that's part of the Pride Festival in Minneapolis um, or St. Paul. And then they also have one in August, which is their summer beer dabbler. So if you're into craft beer, definitely check out the beer dabblers in Minnesota. Highly recommend it for as far as festivals go. Very well organized. Um, the app is a great tool that was really beneficial and added. Basically enhance your experience as a beer drinker and as a craft beer lover because it also gave descriptions of the beers as well. So you could you could have planned out in advance looking at what hops were in the beers or what styles and you can look up the breweries and kind of plan out um, your day on that. And thank you, everybody, for uh, following our live videos and all the videos and posts that we did about the event. I hope you enjoyed that experience. Um, direct message us if you want to see more of something like that or if there's anything in particular that uh, questions you have yep. about our experience and we'd be happy to answer that. Yeah, if you're maybe planning to go to the summer one and you've got questions about anything, feel free to reach out and we'll try our best to answer. And before we go, in case you missed it, we posted a review on GrogTag where we got our home brewing can labels and other supplies. They also have customizable metal signs, tasting mats, stickers, and bottle caps. Basically, anything you might need for your homebrew advertising needs. Yeah, so you can check out the full review on our product reviews page on our website. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Double Hop Beat Podcast. Follow us on our Instagram for our latest homebrewing and craft beer adventures. Direct message us at Double Hop Beat Podcast to share your experiences and become part of the pulse of brewing. You can also listen to us on our website, www.doublehopbeatpodcast.com. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Cheers by rating and reviewing us. This This has been Double Hop Beat. Beat. Catch you on the brew side.